Thank you for joining Mind Your Brain. We're a podcast of meaningful workshops to improve the quality of life for those affected by brain injury. Our goal is to give you tools and tips to empower you to invest in your recovery. Please know you are not invisible to us. We see your struggles and we want to help. Welcome. This is Candace Gant, your host. I am a brain injury survivor and founder of Mind Your Brain at Penn Medicine and the executive director of the Mind Your Brain Foundation. I am also proud to be on the board of the Brain Injury Association of Pennsylvania. Today, I am going to talk with Colleen Baratka, M-A-T-E-P, she'll have to tell us what those initials stand for, is a fellow of the American Society of Group Psychotherapy and Psychodrama and received the Hannah Weiner Award for Lifetime Achievement in Psychodrama, Sociometry, and Group Psychotherapy. Ms. Baratka has been in clinical practice for over 30 years, specializing in families, post-traumatic stress, and co-concurring disorders in traumatic brain injury. She is a published author, educator, and since recovery from her own traumatic brain injury in 2015, she runs support groups, retreats, and training on managing brain injury recovery. Colleen, welcome to the Mind Your Brain podcast. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. So let's start with learning more about your traumatic brain injury and then doing a deep dive, a dig into your work in psychodrama as it relates to our listeners in brain injury. Okay. Um, well, in 2015, I was um, cleaning up for um, my daughter's graduation when I hit my head on a bunk bed. I stood right up into it. Okay. So I got a concussion. And about six weeks later, when I was leaving physical therapy, um, I was hit by a car. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, as I was leaving physical therapy, car hit me, knocked me into the middle of Lancaster Avenue. And that injury was far worse. So right on top of having a concussion, um, I had a, I received another brain injury. And that one, that one was hard. That left me in the dark. Um, I lost my speech capacity. Um, but I just, um, I had seizures. Um, I had what we call brain freezes. Like when my, I would get overstimulated, my whole body would shut down. I couldn't talk, walk, move. Um, it was, they, they, I would have these, uh, I would be run to the ER for what looked like stroke checks because it just looked like I was having strokes. Um, um, off balance, the vertigo, uh, the constant room spinning. Um, I did about a year of outpatient treatment um, at Brimar Rehab um, all day long, three days a week. I would be dropped off by paratransit at nine in the morning and picked up at five o'clock at night. It was just- oh goodness, That's exhausting in itself. Yeah, I um, still don't drive a car. Um, my brain does not multiple process. So my working memory, um, that's where things are really hard. So um, my, my cognitive thought processes are pretty good. Like I have a great long-term memory. So um, even when I was doing speech therapy, I remember um, taking in, um, I have a chapter in a textbook on trauma. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm really smart. <laughs> like I'm trying to tell them I'm really, really smart. Um, I can't string a sentence together, 
but I'm really smart. So like, I would like break into tears when I couldn't remember. Um, I couldn't say three, uh, 10 things that began with a letter A. Um, and my speech therapist would write down questions from the textbook and I would write out answers because I would get so frustrated and I'd be so upset at my lack of ability to speak so that I could like, just feel like, okay, I'm in here somewhere. Like, I know I'm in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that was great. She was, my speech therapist was really fabulous. Um, and she would, and I had four children, I had four children at home and um, she would give me games to play with them, to engage with them so that they could help me in my right. rehab. Um, because except for that, I was in bed. Like if, if, if I wasn't doing rehab games, I was out because I couldn't do much. You know, I couldn't cook for them. I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I had like a five minute energy span. I remember timing things like if I, if I cooked an egg, I needed to lay down for 10 minutes. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like, um, my friends and family brought meals for six to nine months. Um, mm -hmm. And then, and then it was like, just supervising my children and cooking. I, Cause I couldn't like chopping a, a vegetable would give me a seizure. Uh, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, but after, you know, and then you come back from it, you know, you, you, you practice. Um, I still cook simple meals. I'm a crock pot queen because you don't have to throw everything in at once. Um, That's right. Easy. Yeah. And um, a crowd pleaser when you've got that large of a family. Right. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I am. Um, my daughter was getting ready for her 645 bus and um, we put together meatloafs at my, they will put in later. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it at, at the end of a work day. Um, you have strategies, right? How to get through the day. Right. And those are the kind of things I work with with patients. And we'll talk about that later. But so, um, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. It was um, it was a I got hit by a car walking out of physical therapy for a concussion where I was getting ready. to. I was driving after that concussion. Um, um, but, you know, I was walking, walking out and somebody yeah. hit me and left me in the middle of Lancaster Avenue unconscious. So there was oh, that. oh, Colleen, that, that's, that just hurts my heart to think about it. And I'm visually looking at that scene and, and how devastating it must've been for everybody, not only you, but people watching it. Mm -hmm. So, and that was six years ago. Yeah. And uh, so you, you purposely, you went through life, you went through the stage in your life, purposely working on your recovery. Yeah. yeah, just yourself. And so were you interested professionally in brain injury recovery before your accident or did this open up a new window for you? Well, what was interesting was I actually was a member of BIPA because I had two clients. Um, and what is the IPA? Tell me. Uh, the brain Injury Association of, of Pennsylvania. Oh, BIAPA. Yes, BIAPA. yes. Sure. Because um, I had had two clients, um, one who had had... Um, two concussions in three months who I had been working with for years and one who had a traumatic fall where I actually did um, house calls for her because her, she couldn't even get out of bed. So I had actually started some research. I am um, like, I'm a very good trauma therapist. I had been, I had opened two trauma programs in two separate hospitals. I'm like well-known, you know, published. Um, but I noticed that they needed more than just my trauma yeah, training like there was something there was something else 
Um, and what was funny was, and this is the one thing I remember, like my one client was having panic attacks whenever she went into the grocery store and, and or what she was calling panic attacks. And I remember my first time I tried a grocery store and having a seizure. And, um, and then re I remember people telling me, you can't go to the grocery store. It's so overstimulating with a brain injury. That's and incredible. I was like, huh, I wish I had known that because I would have treated my client differently. You, right? Like, yeah, so it's I on the job training for you now. I didn't know that you shouldn't go into a grocery store with a concussion. Yes. I would have told my client, hey, do Instacart or whatever back then. So the things I've learned, that the things I would have done differently. Um, there's another story that right before my first concussion, um, I was working at the, at the hospital. I worked at the Renfrew Center and I had run a group and um, there was a vet in there. Um, and again, I treated her um, the way I would treat anybody with trauma and I did nothing wrong, um, mm -hmm. but she wound up having rolling flashbacks at the end of the day. And she wound up in my TBI group two years later after my accident and we talked about it and she said, oh, you didn't do anything wrong, but by not allowing me to leave the group, I wound up with a migraine and migraines give me flashbacks because of the explosion yes sure she said so i i need to be able to leave the group when i get a migraine and i said well, you didn't tell me you had a migraine she goes yeah i probably should have told you that <laughs> um so it makes me look because again like i need to like when the noise or you know like so again like learning things so one of the big things and i guess it's gonna let that i do is I do, we do a lot of education of clinicians now. That's what I'm doing a lot of with um, my business partner, Deb Carner, because I think there's a lot of overlap that people miss. That you don't, not experiencing don't, it themselves. People don't understand the trauma piece but that only know brain injury and people who don't know brain injury only do the trauma piece. So I think, you know, again, um, I think being a very spiritual person, I think God was like, you're not getting this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, he just wanted me to really get it. And the first concussion didn't knock it into me. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to fully knock it into you. Round two. He's like, okay, you, you weren't, you, weren't, you I, I gave you the small concussion, but that didn't get it. So I'm just going to really knock it into you. And I, I thank God for my spirituality because I do believe that my outlook and my spirituality have gotten me this far. Like, mm -hmm. Um, he's using you. He, he's got your attention and now using you for his glory and his, yeah. yeah, for his goodness. So tell me, and you can help me understand this and maybe some of our listeners as well. What is the difference between psychodrama and psychotherapy? So, I mean, um, psychodrama is a form of psychotherapy. So psychotherapy is, you know, is, is therapy. People think of like, it's talking, it's like working through your process. And there's many, many techniques in psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. So psychodrama is one technique that has a very deep philosophy. So uh, the drama, as you can imagine, is we're, re we're recreating narratives. So we're recreating stories. We're, we're, we're rewriting the traumas. We're, 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 we're trying to take the pain out. So it works really well with trauma in that you can, your, your, your brain actually can be tricked into undoing traumatic events. It's pretty cool. Wow. 
Um, but the philosophy of, of um, psychodrum is based in spontaneity and creativity. And um, the opposite of anxiety is spontaneity. So when you're feeling spontaneous, you don't feel anxious. So you can, you can, you can make decisions, you can, you can, um, you can do things. There's less self-doubt when you're able to say like, oh, I can, you know, you feel like I can do that. I can do this, right? So one of the things about people with brain injury, we start to self, we start to doubt ourselves. We start to mistrust ourselves, like, because everything's shifted. Mm -hmm. So the work that we really want to do is um, create, is to be able to create spontaneity with our clients, to be able to undo that self-doubt. And actually, um, we start, we, we did a pilot study um, over, this, over, over COVID, um, Deborah and I, where uh, we had using the Beck uh, depression scale or uh, um, anxiety scale rather um, a 50% shift in anxiety between the beginning and the end of the study. So we're going to do another one of those in September. I can tell you more about that later um, because um, we're using psychodramatic techniques um, for building spontaneity. So it was very exciting. Um, yeah, That's, great. That was so, so interesting. Right. And so um, psychodrama itself. So just to give you a quick example, um, there are like three stages. It's the warm up. So a lot of times in warm up, we like to work on building strengths, like um, focusing on the positive, what, you know, lo looking at what you can do versus what you, you know, what you can't do. Like, let's tell what's good about you. Really focusing on building building the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, the second stage of psychodrama is enactment. So where are you stuck? How to, and then like, let's enact how to get unstuck or where are your struggles this week? You know, where do you have conflict? How do we change where you're competent to, to kind of like role, what we would call role training, how to get past that. Yeah. So if somebody's having a conflict with their husband, how to maybe work out the communication, because a lot of times when we have a brain injury, our communication, like, I don't understand where that communication problem is and we can help them figure that out. Um, and then other people in the group can play roles. You know, we can play the role of the husband or we can play roles of the brain or the, you know, the grandmother, whoever. So other people in the group get a chance to like role train too, how to do these things. And then the last stage of psychodrama is sharing. So everybody's getting the ability to connect. And that's that piece of not being alone, right? Oh my God, I really get that, right? Like, oh my- Now we I, do during COVID, right? Yeah, me too. Oh, our groups have been so full during COVID. Mm -hmm. They've been like, yeah, there, there's, you know, we average six, eight, 10. Like, it, they've been very good, you know, and people coming and going. We had two groups going for the for a while. Um, I mean- There's lots of need out there. Probably yeah. run a lot more. Probably. Yeah. Um, I do know there are a lot more support groups, I think, that I've started. I've seen other people running groups, so that's been really nice. Um, so that's psychodrama. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that helps us. I mean, and that's just one thing we do in our groups. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a trained clinician. I don't just do psychodrama. Mm -hmm. I can tell you about other things if you want. Oh, good. Well, maybe we'll touch on that, but just let me, let me ask. Um, so psychodrama, now that we understand a little bit better, why does it work as opposed to other therapies? Well, um, it works because um, it's actually the first language. Like it's it's the uh, it, um, it's 
first language of children is like play. And we're all based in role theory. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, it can be an unspoken language. So it works around some of the language centers. Um, play, it's a playful, the uh, playful therapy. And um, it takes to build a new neuron in the brain. It takes 400 repetitions. Oh, I just had no idea. Or, or it takes 20 times with play. Ah, uh, there's the aha moment. So doing something in action, like psychodramatically or using, it's quicker. Yeah. So an action-based therapy like psychodrama or dance or art, a creative arts therapy, things mm -hmm. move a little quicker. Oh, that's fascinating. That's good to know. And so maybe you could walk us through some of the tools that you use. And I don't mind being a, a role play with you. And you could give me some examples of what this might look like. Okay. So I want you to imagine, um, I heard you talk about being like the, you're very, I hear that you're a spiritual person. Yes. Okay. So I want you to just take a moment and I'm going to ask you to roll reverse with God to be God for just a moment. In mm -hmm. psychodrama, we believe everybody has to take a moment and roll reverse with their God, okay? Mm -hmm. And from the role of God, I want you to talk to Candid and tell her how you're here for her. How you, say that how again? You, how you, God, are here for Candid's. Oh, oh, interesting. All right. So I would say that... I'm here for you, Candice, sometimes when you're struggling with overexertion or overcommitting or overstimulation, I wanna tell you that I am here and you can stop what you're doing and, and, and be at peace with me. And I think that's what I would say. Okay, so now we're gonna roll reverse. Okay. All right, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be God for a moment. Mm -hmm. Candace, I want you to know that I'm here for you. And when you are feeling overstimulation, that you can stop and you can rest and you can be at peace with me. And I would say, thanks for that. Yeah, that, that really warms my heart to know that there's a restful place for me to go. And I like the, the easy conversation. I like that, I, that we have this time together so that I can refresh myself. Okay. I'm going to re-roll reverse you back to God for a minute. Okay. And I'm going to set, be Candice for a minute and say, thank you, God, because I really like to have this peaceful place to go. Mm -hmm. I like that the conversation's really easy and that we can have this time together. Oh, that's really great. What a great example that, that just, uh, I, so tell me other ways you use it. Give me some other examples besides myself, but what you, in your experience is not common, but you, you often see that it's quite successful dialogue. Okay, so, so that's an example of building what we call a strength. So like, you know, really helping you connect to your spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, we use it a lot with um, training the clinician or, or helping, um, 
helping um, family understand the brain injury. So one of the things we've done, and this, um, I don't want to really do it because I know everybody here on the panel is brain injured. Mm -hmm. But um, so um, we've done an exercise where we've had um, the people in the group make noise and then we're doing um, a visual stimuli and, and then we've, um, we've, um, We've done that. We've, we've rocked rock the camera. Mm -hmm. Right. And while we've been on Zoom, we've done all kinds of, and people are like, whoa, like to really experience it. Now, when we've done it in person, we've done those things in person um, while having a dialogue. So while like the person is playing the brain injured person, trying to have a dialogue with their husband or their mother or the, like, so the, per, so that, so that the person playing the role of the brain injured person is experiencing like, oh, this is what it's like for you. Oh, so suddenly, yes. role reversal. They're yeah. like, I didn't realize this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. So you're simulating what they're experiencing with the brain injury survivors. Right, right. So we work a lot. So we have a couple family retreats coming up where we're going to really work with how, you know, um, we want people to really understand and help because it really does get hard, especially when they're, you know, when it's been going on for five, six, eight, you know, you know, years, the, um, you know, the, the, the family is the husband. I mean, I work with, I work with a lot of um, married couples, like in couples therapy, because now this has been going on for, you know, and they're like, struggling. they're struggling. And it's like, you know, when's things gonna, get better and and it's and it's rough it's rough for them they're, they're just really struggling and it's you know I asked my husband last night I said I'm doing this podcast tomorrow like is there anything and he's I don't get the question I go and he goes well I guess I would tell them like as a husband you know I have to be you have to be patient he goes sometimes I'm patient and sometimes I'm not I'm like well yeah well that's just normal for marriages mm -hmm. right but like mm -hmm. my husband like, I, I have been very lucky like I have an amazing support system so I I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky and not everybody is. Right. That's true. That's true. And those are the ones that you have the tools to help them. Right. 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 You have the experience now yeah. to support that. And is there anything that our listeners can do at home that I, I know a therapist is an ideal situation, but what could we do to help ourselves at home? So the, um, I have um, a triple, I, I have this saying and I want everybody, if you can write any saying down, um, and which is on the road to recovery, remember your triple A. Okay. Share right. what that means because um, um, this is a cornerstone of what we, what we teach. It's not about psychodrama. It's, it's, I mean, it is in a little bit of a way, but it's, it's really about recovery. And the first A is awareness. And what that is, is that you have to be aware of your symptoms and your triggers at all times, you know? So, and if you know what they are, then you can prepare, you can modulate, you can change your day, like ahead of time. So like, I usually walk my dog every morning, you know, uh, or try to, but like, I worked a very long day yesterday cause I had a crisis. And so, you know, after getting my daughter off to school at like 7 a.m., I was like, well, I have a podcast at 10. I don't want to risk being super tired. So I was like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going back to bed. 
Smart, right. Um, and then, you know, because I can walk the dog later if I feel like it. She actually took herself on a walk. I let her out to go to the bathroom and I watched her go back <laughs> down around the pond and come back. I, you know, I was like, all right, you know. Um, Mission accomplished. Yeah, she, she's like, I'll just go do my thing. And, um, and so, but that's the kind of thing we have to look at because we, we feel so, we, we were aware of what we need, but then like we go, oh my God, I'm guilty. I need to do, you know, we, we that self-doubt. Yeah, that self-talk, right. It's and, not encouraging. And that's where the next A comes in. The next A is acceptance, right? So I'm aware of what they are. And my acceptance is I need to accept my limitations. Mm-hmm. I need to accept what I can do, right? And mm-hmm. that's, real, and I think that's the hardest step is the acceptance because with it comes grief, like I grieve that I am not the person I, you know, like, you know, my husband, when we were talking last night, my husband said, when you do more of this, you still can't do this and you need to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all. No I can't limitations. do what need to do, no mm-hmm. matter how much I tell myself I can. Right. And so and the last one is adaptation. Now I have to adapt. I need to adapt, make my life my new normal. So what is my new normal going to look like? How do I adapt my life? What is my day going to look like? How do I, and, and you guys have all done this, right? You've done this. Sure, you sure. Yourself. And then here's a really cool thing. That whole AAA is going to change in six months or a year or mm-hmm. two years. You get all adjusted and then it's going to change. So my new normal here looks different than my new normal a year ago. Like COVID did something really wonderful for me. I actually could not direct a psychodrama before COVID because I, I couldn't be in the room with all the noise. And though Deb and I were teaching, we had to create ways for me to do it. So the first training workshop we gave, I just did a Q&A at the end. Like she did all the psychodrama and I just answered questions. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we're doing right now. Right. And then in the second one, we created this role called the Oracle, where I would just step in and I would stop the, I would stop, almost like a stop, let me like in the middle. And I would like, I would like from up top, like stop the drama. I have to say something now because I, my short-term memory was like, you know what? I don't want to not know what happened in the drama and wait to the end. I couldn't remember it. People go, well, remember when this happened in the drama? I'm like, no, nah, I don't. So I was like, I'm just going to do it right in the drama. But now, like I, with, with, with COVID and I, on the screen, cause it's so controlled, I'm totally involved cause there's not all this background noise and all this chaos. So like when I got my award a couple years ago, I was in tears. I'm never going to be able to direct a psychodrama again. Uh. And I'm like, nah, that's not true. I'm, I'm totally here and doing it. And I, you know, and I just got asked to, to present at an international conference. Like, you know, we're, we're directing at things that aren't like, we're, we're like, I'm, pre- you know, it's, yeah. Well, Colleen, you're just amazing. I, I love that. I love to hear the stories that you've struggled and you survived and you found ways, you found techniques and tools and tips like we're talking about today. I think that's just, I want to celebrate that with everybody we meet. Right. And, 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 and that's how we do it. And those triple A's are it. You know, if you remember that I'm on the road to recovery, right. My triple A's and I, and I, and I, and I love little sayings, things that you can remember like that. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. Um, and then go-to, a go-to mantra. Yeah. And that works. So tell us a little bit more. I know we have a few more minutes, but tell us about your support groups. When do they meet and how often, and also your retreats. I think you spoke about those. Okay. So we have, um, we meet Monday mornings at 10 a.m. It's a Zoom group. Um, if anybody wants to um, attend, um, they can email me at um, our, um, our email is pcstbi.mail at gmail.com. So it's like, very easy um, to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet every Monday at 10 a.m. on Zoom right now. Um, and in our groups, we don't just do psychodrama. I mean, we do, um, we teach other skills. We teach, you know, we're, we're it's, it's, a, it's a process group. Um, and so we're, we've taught emotional freedom technique. We teach tapping, we teach meditation, we teach, we teach all kinds of things. We do, you know, emotional processing and CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. We're using whatever people need in the moment. So we're like what you need. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a support group with run by two therapists who are going to te- help you with whatever you need. That's you just know? brilliant. That that just uh, I'm so thrilled to hear that. And we will provide that information to our listeners in the information about this podcast. So um, there's going to be a family retreat, um, and because it's over Zoom, we can only do like four families at a retreat. So you know, or um, depending on the size of the family. So um, there'll be a Zoom retreat on July 10th from 10 to 3. And on August 14th from 10 to 3. Um, On September 8th, we're going to start a psychodrama group, a spontaneity psychodrama group for 20 weeks. Oh, goodness. That's great. That's great. Because some of us are slower learners than others. Right, right. Um, and then um, we, um, we're going to ask people what's better for them if they want it in the evening or during the day, like what works for them. Um, sure. So we're open to either or. And then um, what we, we, we really want to do is um, if COVID bans lift and people are comfortable, what we had been planning was a self-care retreat for survivors. Oh, I love that. Um, um, that would be therapy, but also maybe some like you know, yoga and maybe some massage, you know, like we mm-hmm. want to do a really nice one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'm really thinking a couple's retreat would be nice. Great ideas. Um, Great ideas. Cause I think that, you know, just to, to get back to reconnecting, um, will be really nice. It, it will, it will be. And uh, of course, we'll look forward to if you have the time to come back at the Mind Your Brain and Penn Medicine Conference as well and present. I love that. Um, and if people, and I want to offer this, if, if there is an interest in a partner, in a partner's group, we've been asked about that in the past, but if people are interested in that, let us know because we could start one of those. Um, kind of like we were, there was so much we were, we were getting ready to run when COVID hit like so much just kind of collapsed and you're starting again. We're starting again. Yes. Good for you. Well, well, I know every injury is different and you don't know the specifics of the listeners in general. Would you say that the most important thing is that mantra, that triple a road to recovery. And I know that will stay with me for a very long time. I think it is because every injury is different. So everybody's got different symptoms. Everybody's got you know, everybody has different symptoms. So if you were aware, and this, I mean, this can work for any kind of recovery, not just for brain injury, right? It can be right. pain. It can be, um, you know, I gave it to somebody yesterday who just 
their sister has migraines. I'm like, she could join my group or group because just for her migraine, she doesn't have to, right? Cause she fits, mm-hmm. right? Um, she needs to be aware of this. She needs to know this. Um, it's just, you have to be aware of what you can do yeah. and what you can't do. You have to know, and then you accept it and look at like a, what and work with it. Mm-hmm. And then you adapt. And then, and then once you gain the tools, then you grow to the next le- rung on your ladder, right? And, and, and that's the growth. And that's how we grow in this world. It's just like a baby, right? Mm-hmm. I need to know, can I, can I, <laughs> can I climb those steps, right? Do I know, you know, until I can, that, that, that gate stays there. Mommy keeps you safe. Yeah. But, you know, it's so well said. That's true. There's all baby steps we're taking. Mm-hmm. So I uh, would t- thank you, Colleen. This has been terrific. Thank you for explaining your work to us and how valuable it is. I, I'm glad that we could introduce these new tools today to our listeners. You're Thanks. welcome. Um, glad I come back anytime if you want me to. Thank you so much. And please, I'll tell the listeners out there, please share this bot- podcast with other survivors and join us in helping our brothers and sisters in brain injury. You can help us reach thousands of other underserved and vulnerable survivors by supporting us with your donations too. We are in this fight fight to recovery together. We give give someone your hand and lift them up. We have 3,000 listeners. Help us reach 4,000. Please donate to the Mind Your Brain Foundation on our website, mindyourbrainfoundation.org. I wanna give you first a virtual hug and tell you you are not invisible to us.